Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. It's going there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Well, happy Friday, everybody. The end of the week is nigh. He is Howard Cross. I am John Schmelk. Welcome to Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. 201-939-4513 or hashtag Giants Chat. We'll certainly take your calls throughout the program to continue to get your reaction to everything the Giants have done in free agency. And more importantly, we're starting to turn the page now as we get closer to the NFL draft. I'm sure Howard kept an eye on that Alabama Pro Day the other day. We can get his take on that as well as, you know, Howard watches a lot of college football. So I look forward to getting his draft takes over the next five weeks or so. But we have not had Howard on the show. Since last Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you guys have to switch me around. No, that wasn't. That wasn't. You don't put that on me now. You know who sent that email. Know, it was I High know. Maintenance Datino. Oh, he, he was calling a, a very, you know, gamey sport, I think, right? Bowling. Yeah, gamey. Gamey sport. Is that what you call it? So that, that is where Paul is now. Spare, strikes, wild turkeys, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, you so, get scholarship for bowling. You know no, that, right? I, know. I, yeah, I do know. No, I know. You can get scholarship for anything these days. <laughs> um, so, Howard, we have not had John since last Tuesday, and I think at mm-hmm, that point mm-hmm. the only signing was Bobby Okereke. Is that the yeah. only guy that had got brought in at that point? Well, in theory, or Nacho. In theory, in theory, we weren't talking about, we were saying like, Potential signings because it was before the signing date. Got it. Ha, ha, had the <laughs> wa- had the Waller trade happened yet? No, it hadn't happened. Okay, so let's start there. Uh, you already talked about Okereke on last week's show. You can yeah. do that again if you want. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the next biggest move, at least in my opinion. Darren Waller comes in, trading Giants, trading their second third round pick this year. This is the compensatory pick at the end of the third round they got from the Chiefs in exchange for Kadarius Tony. Uh, for me, and I've said this a few times, so I'll just be really quick about it. Waller has injury issues, but the two years that he's been healthy, he was a top two or three tight end in the league. He runs like a wide receiver, Mm -hmm. and he can be a primary target for your offense. So basically, this is a Tony Waller trade, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. And I think if you told fans last year they can get Darren Waller for Kadarius Tony, I think they probably would have signed up for it. Well, you know, you kind of traded a guy that's that's a phenomenal talent, somebody who is a – playmaker so to speak and a big time playmaker at that when he's out there on the field he's like next to none probably would be 
one of the favorites for being the, the best tight end in the league if he's on the field. And again, it will be going to the same kind of same vein as Tony. You know, another kid that could be phenomenal, breathtaking, heart stopping plays, but never on the field. Uh, and that's been his problem. So with Waller, we're going to see if, you know, a change of venue can change his, you know, change his injury history. And maybe he has a little more to prove now that he's moved on and came to the Giants and that, that you know, left his last home. So see what happens. All right. When you have a tight end that can run a four four six, which he did at the Combine, yep. big dude, 6'5", 250, 240, mm-hmm. who can run, how can a, having a player like that impact what the Giants can do offensively and how it can help make the whole thing go and, frankly, be a little bit more explosive? Well, first off, what's going to what's going to do is like you just he creates an issue for all teams in the red zone. Uh, you have twenty yards to to cover him in, and it's impossible to cover somebody already. But if you have a guy to six five and twenty yards, it's it's hard. It's hard. You can't get back fast enough. If it's a high point ball, he's going to have the big, better, best chance of it. Uh, he's probably a former basketball guy, so that's that's not good. Uh, in the middle of the field. He's a nightmare. He's a nightmare because all of a sudden, if you got guys that are running short, independent routes in the middle of the field, and he just just makes an out, you have to be on him. You can't you can't you know let him get out on the edge. Uh, and when you have a guy that big too, right? If he's in between the safeties and linebackers, yeah, it's a really it's, big target for the quarterback, just, right? It, not only is a big target, it, it's not the size of, of of a guy that even though he's a big guy, it's the speed that he's hitting the area with, right? You know and it's hard enough for guys to cover. It, you know, you're covering guys, you're running at full speed. But imagine running at full speed, and now when you're reaching down here, you're really reaching below his waist trying to cover him. you got to get your arm up higher. It, 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 it creates a lot of different angles and a lot of different things. And that's why they're, you know, the tight end is so coveted around the league because you get a guy at 6'5", that can run 4'6", or better, it, it causes a problem. Linebackers can't, can't cover him. They can't cover him because they can't change direction that fast. He's coming out like a wide receiver. If you get and you, he's on top of you and he's changed direction, you took two steps in your back in your back pedal, and all of a sudden he's making a right or a left. It's hard, it, and it's just hard. So you have to put safeties on him. You bring a safety down into the box. Now he becomes a, an easy target for Waller to block if you want to run the ball. So it's just it, it's a nightmare. And if he stays healthy, it's going to be a, like a huge, huge benefit for the Giants. Hundred percent agree. I'm with you. Um, and you could put Okereke into this answer if you want to. You know, and I'll get to the speed on offense, but I thought on defense, the one thing the Giants seemed like they wanted to do this offseason is secure their run defense. Mm-hmm. And I think we've seen that for the most part. Bobby Okereke, the linebacker from the Colts, who's long, he's fast, he can mm-hmm. run. And then Nacho, Rakeem Nunez Roches comes in. Again, <laughs> we always talk, and we can talk all Nacho from here on out. Mm-hmm. Once Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams were off the field last year, bad things tended to happen. Mm-hmm. This guy has been effective in a very good Tampa Bay run defense next to Vita Vea for a while, and he'll mm-hmm. fit in nicely, I think, next to these two guys. Yeah, what happens with with the defense and what you know Wink needs? Wink needs to be able to stop the run. If he can stop the run, then he can do do a lot more in the pass defense. Oh, the blitzes and everything. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. what's what's been happening is, is that teams are like third and five, and and instead of throwing the ball, they would actually run it because they had a chance to get there, and, and then it's only because or it's quick release stuff when the yeah. blitz really doesn't impact the play. Yeah, and it's just because the guys are too, you know, they you can't play 90% of the plays. You can play 90% of the plays if, you, if you're running 30 plays. <laughs> if you're running 40, 50, 60 plays on defense, it's just hard. And it's just because you're sprinting 
every play. You're that's 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 sixty sprints that you're running, and you don't want that for for your defensive lineman, especially your interior defensive lineman. It's just a hard thing for those guys to get by. So you're bringing in a guy that can actually, you know, when you need when you need your guy to step out, this guy's going to plug the hole. He's going to be able to stop the run. It's not going to be a 30-yard gain or a 20-yard gain. It's going to be like a you know a big pile of flesh and humanity and okay over the top to make the tackle. And that's what they need. So now all of a sudden, the safeties that you have in the game and the corners you have in the game, they don't have to be so involved in quote-unquote run blitzing anymore because you'll have guys there to try to stop and, and make sure they don't get to never get to the second level. No question about it. All right, let's stick on the defensive side of the ball before I mm-hmm. go into the slew of wide receivers they brought in. <laughs> uh, they bring back Jihad Ward, yeah. which I think I think we both agree, good move. Good move, good leader. Guy, a guy that, you know, a great against the run, uh, dominant uh, against guys, uh, against tackles and tight ends when they, when they unfortunately have to play against them. Now, the Giants did lose Julian Lovin for agency. He went to the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. But they do sign a veteran in Bobby McCain, who Giants fans should be pretty familiar with. Smaller guy, 5'9", about 200 pounds. Now, he was with Washington for a while. He was mm-hmm. basically their starter in the slot for most of those years. Mm-hmm. And I think, frankly, he's, he's he's not like you know an all-pro, but he's a guy that's been a solid starter in the slot. He could do some safety stuff. I think he gives you some of the stuff that, that Julian would give you. But I think, more importantly, Howard, I think he's, you know, competition for Darnay Holmes and the other young guys they have kind of in that spot as a veteran that's done it successfully in this league for a long time. Yeah, he's he's really uh, the, you know going to be the guy that's going to give Darnay Holmes a run for his money. Darnay knows that that you know he's got to pick his level up in the slot. This kid's going to come in and be like since you're coming in as a starter from another team and he played well in the slot, you know, for the for the time he was there with Washington. It's just hey, look guys, nothing against the guys we got, but if we if someone shows up in your position, you better be pretty sure that you're like an all you know all pro player because if you're not, that guy's coming for you. <laughs> so and that's that's just the nature of the business. The whole time that you're playing, someone's coming for you every time they show up. Now we had some additions yesterday, Pearson. Did Paul talk about these on yesterday's show or were they not mentioned the three guys? No, not really. Yeah. All right, so the we one Sweeney Todd. So the one def- <laughs> we, we, we will we will get the Sweeney Todd when we get to the offense. <laughs> the one defender they added yesterday um was Amani Oruware. Do you want to try that one? Amani? Oruare. Oruare, correct. So this is a guy who was a fifth-round pick uh, back in 2019, I believe. He ran a sub-4, 540 at the Combine. He's a bigger guy, six foot, 200 pounds. He went to Penn State. He was a press corner at Penn State. You know, he lost his starting job in Detroit last year after starting for a couple of years, and Mm -hmm. it's not like Detroit's secondary was off the charts last year either. Nope. So – I think that's something you look at. Mm -hmm. But the body type and size and what he's done in the past seems to match the type of guy that Wink does. So I think the hope is that Wink and Jerome Henderson, the Giants secondary coach, can kind of get their hands on a little bit, mold that talent, and turn him into a player that can help this team. I think he's probably trending towards safety. You know, and I I don't want to, like, move him or, 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 you know, do anything for Wink or anything. But when you're six, when you're over six foot tall, you're over 200 pounds. You're starting to trend towards safety, and and in the slot, uh, it would be great. But he's probably doesn't have that kind of quick against because he's a man-to-man guy, press guy on the outside. But if you put him at safety with, with, at that size, if he's not, if he's a, if he's a real, you know, anxious six-two-two-zero-five, Bob. Two-zero-five, yeah, six-two-two-zero-five. If he's real, he could actually cover a tight end coming out of the backfield, uh, cover the tight ends and on the edge coming, you know, getting up the field. He he can 
you know, be de- decent at run support at that size if he's a willing tackler. So, you know, that's going to be the things that we'll find out about the young man is, is this, where can he play? It's not always I'm going to be outside a corner. Uh, sometimes you can extend your life by a long ways if you just step back one position to the safety position. All right, now let's go through the group of receivers that they brought in because Holy they, smokes. they have thrown numbers at the problem, Howard. <laughs> so let's start with Paris Campbell. This is the guy that I am probably would consider myself most excited about. Okay. He ran a 4-3-1 at the Combine when he ran four years ago. Now he had three years of injuries, a couple of foot problems that mm-hmm. cost him full seasons his first three years. Okay. In his fourth year, completely healthy, played all the games, caught 61 passes for 600-something yards, mostly a slot player. You know, we kind of played that you know, motion, jet sweep, shallow cross roll at Ohio State yeah. that they kind of have, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of not quite a receiver, not quite a running back somewhere in between, Okay, right? He's 6'1", 205, so he's built a little stockier. Um, they bring back Darius Slayton, mm-hmm. another guy, Jeff Smith, who's as much of a special teams guy as he is a wide receiver. Okay. Uh, he runs fast, but he doesn't have much wide receiver production More, in the league. Is he a returner? Yes, he uh, has he returned? Not really, right? I don't think so, no. But no, Jamison Crowder, up. the receiver they brought in yesterday, has been a returner okay. uh, on teams. And Jay, Giant fans should know him very well. Uh, he's a player that was with Washington forever. He, last year he was yeah. in Buffalo. Yeah. Short, quick, another, yeah, he, an, he, another, another he, slot another guy. Another slot guy. We're getting a yep. lot of slot guys here. Yep, so talk about the, uh, the the additions and the return of Darius Slayton at wide receiver. Well, right now, Darius Slayton is the, the big threat receiver. He's the fast guy out on the edge getting up the field. He's the guy that, that – Hey, Dalvin. Dalvin Thomas. He's the yeah. guy that causes the most most problems for teams. Uh, so the very secure route runner. Uh, and, you know, his problem is that sometimes in the game the ball gets a little on top of him too quick and he, he drops it. But most of the time when the ball's like – in really weird positions, he'll go get it and find it and make plays on it. Uh, and, and like I said, when I say drops, it, it's not like he has a lot of tongue drops. He maybe had two or two or three now, last year. The, it, Howard, you know. you're fair. The hands are yeah, not as yeah, consistent as yeah, you want them yeah. to be. And, and, it's and, fair. And, and we know that when we know why, because uh, he, you know, he, he's always with the eyes. <laughs> they got his contacts in. Loans are in. He's good. Uh, as far as the other guys go, the ideal we have a lot of slot receivers. It just it's very interesting, but. In the same vein, that that is the that is the team that you know that that they've all kind of coached with Brady. Brady had a bunch of little guys out there, and he was Walker, throwing the ball to Welker, yeah. Edelman, so and it, I'm even forgetting one. Yeah. So he, Amendola, that's yeah. So he had, so he had a bunch of five, ten less guys out there that were mm-hmm. quick and made plays and got to a spots on the field. The coaching staff has all told me, Howard, they want separators. They yeah. want guys that are quick that can get yeah. away from the cornerback, which I know is music to your yeah. ears. So so what happens is is that it, they're, they're building a team of guys that are going to be open. And, and the explosive play down the field may not be there every game, but there might be 15 catches and, and runs for 20 to 30 afterwards. And, right. that, and that's going to be more of that. And the reason why they, they're – that they do that is to help the offensive line and so, the quarterback. Yeah, so m- mostly the offensive line. The quarterback can throw the ball. The quarterback can move. The quarterback can do a lot of different things, but it builds his ability because all of a sudden now, when he steps back and hits the back foot, he doesn't have to click, click, and then you know click again before he does. It's like okay, I'm re- I can release I'm the ball out, right. because I release. I can release the ball because I trust you're going to be there, and that's that's the big thing that it helps. So you can blitz, won't help you. You can have a great pass rusher on the edge, won't help you. The only thing that's going to be able to help you is if you have some big 
monstrous, incredible guy in the middle of the field to prevent him from taking that that, that step into the throw. And that's that's what they're trying to build, and that's what they're trying to make. And I think they're all fast, Howard. That's the other thing. You yeah. know, we know this team needed to get more explosive plays through the air last year. Yeah. Slayton was basically the only guy that could do it. But he's a sub four four guy. Yeah. Paris Campbell's a sub four four mm-hmm. guy. Jeff Smith's a sub four four guy. Mm-hmm. Crowder is more quick than fast, so mm-hmm. he's not in that category. But it's pretty clear, you know. But I mentioned the the stopping the run theme on defense, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the theme on offense is separation speed and separation, separation and speed. Yeah, it it will it will change the look of it'll change the look of of every team. It'll make other teams have to. It, it'll give our team to have a chance to have more sacks. Because the other team will have to throw the ball more because these guys will be open more. And then the other guy they brought in yesterday was Tommy Sweeney, the, the tight end tight from end. the Bills. Yep. Again, he's he's more of your blocker type, which I think you know can be the third guy behind Bellinger and Waller, or maybe if they carry four because of but Waller's injury history. Well, you know, it, Waller's injury history and the fact that you know sometimes that guy can play out of the backfield as a tight end, each back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's always a good position for guys. All right, 201-939-4513. Go subscribe to the Giants Huddle Podcast, everybody. You have great interviews with people covering the NFL around the league. Earlier in the week, we had an interview with Thomas Dimitrov, the former general manager for the Atlanta Falcons. Make sure you go check that out. And I don't think it's up there yet today. But front of the program, Rick Saratella, who runs the show over at the NFL Draft Bible, also one of the scouts for the NFL PA Bowl out there in Pasadena. He joined the show to talk draft with us, so that'll be going up uh, a little bit later the today. NFL PA Bowl? Yeah, the NFL, the NFL okay. PA Bowl. Okay. It's uh, up there. It's up there right now. So go check it out at <laughs> NFL.com, not NFL.com, Giants.com <laughs> slash podcast, or go to the Giants app, or just search for Giants Huddle on your favorite podcast platforms. And if you like what you hear, by the way, folks, whether it's the Giants Huddle podcast or Big Blue Kickoff Live, Go leave a five-star positive review. It certainly helps us out. It, it gets us more engagement when you search for it. Yep. Uh, it'll pop up on the top of your feed, and it's helpful. And I had somebody send me a tweet yesterday. And if you do it and you send me a screenshot, I'll mention you on the air. So as, as long as I find it amusing, and this one I did. So <laughs> this one from uh, Papa Chess. Here we go. Best podcast for Giant fans. This is the most comprehensive podcast that helps inform Giant fans. Great combination of reporters, former Giants, diverse perspectives, even in the offseason. Exactly, patting ourselves on the back. It's quite (laughs) impressive that the group is able to field calls from fans while they simultaneously make room in the office for Lance Meadows' booster seat. Great talent all around and a great listen for fans. From the Twitter sphere, Lance Duck or stand up. I'm not really sure what to tell you, but get out of the way, kid. They're shooting at you. <laughs> so if you put something up there like that, I'll read it on the show. Oh, don't, don't, Just FYI. don't, don't encourage that. But it has to be five stars. If it's less than five stars, it's not getting read. Don't encourage that. That's if you terrible. want to take shot shots at Howard or me or Paul, uh, you could take. If you like to have a good line ooh, and you take shots wow. at any of us. Maybe not Casillas because he might come after you. But <laughs> you can take shots at me. I do. I, I do stand up. I'm you know I, exactly. We like we, we don't is to once, do jokes you, here. once you send it out, it's out. It, then it, then we get to talk about you. That's true. That is true. <laughs> so again, send reviews if they're funny, if they're good. That's awesome. And if I find oh, them entertaining, God. I will read them on the air. Man. If you send them to me on Twitter at Schmelk. Poor Lance in his hot chair. I don't know why they keep picking on that kid. <laughs> Whoever started was that? that, was that I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know who started picking on him. Uh, anyway, by the way, we had we had uh, we had your former coach. I think 
Were you here with Charlie Weiss? Was were you yeah, here one year with Charlie? Yeah, I was here with Charlie. I was here two years with Charlie. Oh, two years with Charlie. So yes. we had so we had Charlie on at the Combine in Indianapolis. Oh wow! And you know he's done some serious shows with Lance. <laughs> That's a good couple right there. That's pretty funny. I can imagine them sitting by each other. That would be pretty pretty hilarious. So we had some fun. <laughs> if you guys want to go back, that's one of those great Giant Huddle podcast interviews, by the way. Go find the Charlie Wise podcast and the Giants Huddle. At the end, we have some fun. So make sure you go check that out. Hey, guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 201-939-4513. It's a good thing Lance never listens to anything we do that he's not on. Otherwise, he probably would be pretty unhappy with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lance only listens to his own replays. I'm pretty sure of it. Now, the best part, though, is a lot of times when he's interviewing you, mm-hmm. he's just so busy talking himself that he doesn't actually hear your shots that oh, are kind no, of he, under the radar. He hears them. He's, he's laughing on stage. Well, sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes I feel like they go over his head or no. Well, that's You know what? That's not very hard to do. So. <laughs> I don't even know why. You... I just lobbed it up for you, and Howard spikes them down. <laughs> wow, that was, just, that was a T-ball right 201 <laughs> I want to go to Shakes in Baltimore first, because Shakes Howard has been calling us since this show started, probably wow. 10 years ago. God bless. He doesn't call up as often as much. I'm not sure if he's ever talked to you, but mm-hmm. I see Shakes. I got to take Shakes first. What's going on, man? It's good to talk to you, bro. It's nice to talk to you, too, man. What's going on? How you doing? We're good. We're good. We're good. Good, good, man. Well, I'm great, man. Giant fish flash. I was taking a bath. Shane <laughs> is not playing. <laughs> He's not playing. He said, all right, you know what? My team did over and we made the playoffs great. I'm going to uh, reward some of them that need to be rewarded. But I'm going to close the talent gap in the NFC East, and that's exactly what he did. And we still got 10 draft picks. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> now, Shakes, man. what what move has you most excited? <laughs> you really, you really going to ask me? No, the Waller move. Calling. I know. It's the Waller move. I know. I've been calling since 2014. <laughs> 2014, man. Oh. You know me. Yeah. You know me. I know it's the wall. I, I, I had to ask you. Didn't need a tight end for that long. That's All bad. Right. <laughs> All right. For the people. For the people. Right? Because I know you know. Bobby O. Come on, man! See? Oh, the middle linebacker. Oh, yeah, linebacker. he's been he's been calling for a middle linebacker. He's right. Matter, baby. There you go. Come on, man knows the game. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! And we've been needing it since 
Palestinian them left, right? I've been talking about this mm-hmm. since 2014. Now we finally have a tackling machine in there, and I cannot be more ecstatic. We are all, ex- we're the all one excited. Where. <laughs> We're all excited on, for it. Man. All right, so I know you're happy, Shakes. Do you have any complaints? Mm-hmm. Because I I know you do your show on the side, and you talk to Charlie a lot, and, you know, he's <laughs> he's always grumpy. Mm-hmm. Is, 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 is there anything that, that you're either grumpy about or you're a little anxious about, looking forward, anything else that's kind of on your plate right now that maybe you're not as positive about? Let me speak for my friend, Charlie, for a second. <laughs> this, ain't for, this is not for me, okay? So, Giants fans, don't, don't get at me. Uh, I've been, me and Charlie, I'm going to admit, me and Charlie has not been the biggest Daniel Jones fan. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. But here's the thing with Charlie. He doesn't wear off of his direction, right? He digs in. Me. He digs in, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, see, like, you know, I will go, I will go in on a player, but once he shows me that he can do certain things, I will give him his props. And that's exactly what I did with Daniel Jones, right? Now, here's the thing. Charlie doesn't like the contract, of course. (laughs) But I love it. I love it. And this is why. And it's not because of, of, you know, if I'm on Daniel Jones' side or or am I not. I'm on on the fence right now. I'm going to admit to y'all. I'm on the fence. But here's the thing that is great about this contract is that it's basically locked down for two years. Yep. So let's say, excuse me. So let's say that he um he cracks the bed, right? Sorry, mm-hmm. not the curse. <laughs> he cracks the bed. <laughs> he cracks the bed in this uh this season. Well, hey, <laughs> we can go ahead and draft one next year. <laughs> And then let him be the bridge for that rookie, and then let Daniel Jones go the following season. Nothing, nothing's wrong. Nothing's happening to us. We're not strapped. We're not in cap disaster, right? So, I love the move of this because we get to see. Okay, you a quarterback that proved that. Yeah, I could win in this league. Yep. But we haven't seen if you are a legit. Starting quarterback yet? Mm. That's me. Okay. Well, well, Chase, I, I think I think he's see. shown he's a legit starting quarterback. I think I think we know he's an ah. NFL starter. I, I think I think even more than that, Shakes. Yeah. I think that that if you look at what you what you were so happy about them picking up all these yeah. pieces and, and and getting guys in to actually make plays, and also having a linebacker that will quote unquote stop the run to give the offense more opportunities. Now you're kind of like playing into the to the mode, like, hey, at least we got a quarterback that can do something with it. But you know, you have to look at it like this is the way I tell people when they talk about. It. I'm like, if I look at Russell Wilson, if I look at uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and all these different guys who are supposed to be the guys, they didn't have good years mm-hmm. last year. They just didn't, and they had a lot more talent mm-hmm. around them. And that that's what the indicator is. It's kind of like when you watch a basketball game and a guy's a good player, but he. He just he dominates the ball, or he's a good player, and he's he's got the whole team involved, and that's what I was kind of watched last year with, with Daniel. I saw a guy getting a lot of different guys involved every every two or three weeks. I'm looking at them at the at the sheet trying to figure out okay 
who is this guy? He's not even listed on the sheet. What, what's his number? And all of a sudden, the guy's making plays. So it, that was a lot of that's a lot of the quarterback being committed and and being the leader and being you know present enough to to make things happen. So a, a, being a starting quarterback, all those qualities he has. All right. Now that we have some players, yeah, hey, hey, let's John. see if he makes more plays. Final thought, Jakes. What else you got hey, for John. us? Yes. Hey, Go ahead. Real, real quick, John. Let me um let me rephrase that though. Um, from legit quarterback because I have a, a category right. So it's like. Um, elite quarterback to great quarterback to good quarterback. I believe that Dan Jones is in the good quarterback category. Okay, that's fair. Right? Yeah, that's fair. That. Sure. So, Absolutely, that's fair. All right, boom. Now, <laughs> um, my my question for y'all is this. Um, man, uh, I hope I don't lose it. Wait a second. Um, <laughs> ah, I think I did. All right, no, no worries. I will call back tomorrow. Y'all, y'all doing? Um, you on same host tomorrow? Uh, not tomorrow, but tomorrow Saturday. Yeah. But we will be on next week, same oh, yeah, time on the right. weekday. Yeah, duh. <laughs> we'll be there yeah. Tuesday. So Tuesday. All right, I'll call in Tuesday. I'll ask my question. But thanks for taking my call. John. Nah, good to hear from you, Shakes. Man, don't be a stranger, dude. I love Shakes. Man, he's, he's, he's a good. He's a good guy. He, he, I could tell he has some Charlie in him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's a good guy. He, he gave great points. No, and look, Jake cares, man. He's a big and, fan. He gets and, emotional. He, we like he, it. He, he's a little bit like Carl Banks. Been crying for a linebacker for a while, so you know I, I get it. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the phones and go to Jeff in Maine. He's up next. Hi, Jeff. Hey, afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, how we doing? Um, appreciate your free agent and uh, draft coverage. It's great as usual. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm loving all the moves Shane made. Um, he did great in, in, the, in the free agency, and I'm confident he'll do great in, uh, you know, the draft. Uh, a call a week or two ago said something about riding the Shane train, <laughs> so that's uh, agree with that. Um, I got a specific question. Uh, so let's say that there's no uh, cornerbacks or wide receivers or defensive linemen that have a first-round grade available when we pick at 25, but that Osiris Torrance is available. Would you pick him? If the, look uh, to me, if a guy has a first round grade on your board, he's there at a position where you know as long as it's not a position where he can't help you, then yeah, I mean you you, you I would pick the, I would I would pick the best player. I think it's unlikely. Uh, you know what though, you're picking twenty five. Depending on who you talk to in this draft class, Howard, they'll tell you there's anywhere from like fifteen to eighteen first-round grades in this draft class, depending on how many people you talk to. Yeah. So you might be picking a second-round player regardless. But if you have someone – let's say you have, like – let's say you have 15 first-round players on your board and only one of those guys is left at 24. I mean, at 25, rather, I would probably lean towards picking that player even so, if it's so, not the more valuable. So what, 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 do, you, what do you say is a, is a first-round player? I mean, just, just, just based on how they're graded, on how good of a player you think they're going to be, mm-hmm. you would consider that person a quote-unquote first-round player. Okay, so, so the way I view it is like I, I don't do the draft as well as everyone else because I do tape, right? I, I'm, I'm a big what you did on the field, how you played, what you looked like when you were playing. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm a big component of, yeah, like, of, of what's happening, what I'm looking at, uh, how you're doing. If it's somebody that's really tough, you're playing against. How did you hold your own? And that should that that should be how you do yeah, it. Yeah, and like and if it's somebody that that wasn't that good, did you like did you embarrass them? But you were really nice about it. But you embarrassed them. You know what I'm saying? That's what I look at. <laughs> so when I hear that there might not be a first round grade on guys, I'm kind of I think that's suspect. 
uh, and I and I say that you know being polite to people because I think when people say first round grade, they're talking about guys that could immediately come into the league and start. I don't know if that's possible with with the way that the, we practice these days and the way that we we do things these days is a little bit harder. So for you to come in, you have to come out of a great program. They've gotten taught all the skills of whatever position it is. You got to have a great DB coach. You have to have a great receiver coach. You have to have to be a great quarterback coach or whatever. You don't learn all of a sudden all these great qualities between your last game and the draft. Well, look, okay, if you don't want to call him a first-round player, that's fine. Uh, maybe a player with a high, you know, that that's graded as high. Like if, if you're a scout for a team, right, mm-hmm. you have to put in a grade on a play. They, they have metrics that they use. And I, right. Again, and that's so basically I'm talking just like, I guess to, to, to Jeff's point, mm-hmm. there's a split in the grade that, that you're given, right? So mm-hmm. would you, and I think the, the point of his question here is that guard is generally considered a position yeah. that's not a premium position, right? So would you rather pick the better player at the non-premium position or the player that maybe isn't graded as high at a position that's more of a premium position, like you yeah. know, pass rusher so, so, or wide receiver or cornerback. So this is what I would say: you take the best guy available because you can always use him on your team. That's how it is. If even if you don't need him, whatever it is, if you got five great pass rushers and a pass rusher is there, pick the pass rusher. If your entire offensive line is set and you're like three deep and it's a great center guard tackle coming up. Pick him. So you are very much in the best player available. It, camp. It, you can't do. You can't go wrong picking good players. No, you can't, I, you, I you happen can't, to agree with you. By the way, you can't go wrong picking good and players. And Howard, you never know when that need's going to come up. Look, you know, I, guys get hurt. Guys leaving free agency. I, they always figure out a way to get on the field. Th- this is why I, I I laugh at at how they talk about picks and and what what you know guys are going. I got picked in the sixth round. Now back then, that was the middle of the draft. Yeah. What are they? Fifteen rounds when you twelve. Did? Maybe I don't remember, but I get picked in the middle of the draft. There were like twelve NFL teams yeah. back then when you got drafted. Something yeah, like that. Like, this is funny. <laughs> I played thirteen seasons. Right. Jesse Armstead was uh, Armstead was a sixth or an eighth round pick. Yeah, I think eighth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Another guy, all pro player, plays forever. So like the grading system and what's going on. Only time I can think you can grade a guy down is that if he's injured a lot. That's when I would start to grade guys sure. down. And you have off the field stuff too. You can worry about if you want. Yeah. Well, if you're a knucklehead, you're a oh, knucklehead. So I'm saying knucklehead. Yeah, yeah. If you're a knucklehead, I can't do nothing. I can't change your knuckleheadness overnight either. Like you, you're going to have knuckleheadness. Yeah, well, you're gonna, that, yeah, well, we can put that in. It's just like, it's, like I, like it's like I tell my kids: you can save a thousand lives, a million lives, and be a lifesaver. You can be a jerk one time, and you're a jerk for life. That's pretty good. And that's not the term that I say to them, but. You can, you can just get, but that's it. Well, I agree with guys. I think you, uh, with you guys. I think you got to take the highest player avail- that's on your board that's mm-hmm. available. And I'm just wondering what you thought about Osiris Torrance, and wouldn't he fit a need? For yeah. Inside? And I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you. I, uh, I appreciate the call, Jeff. Look, he's. I think center's probably a bigger need than guard at this point, Howard, because Nick Gates signed with Washington, Feliciano signed with Buffalo. So not Buffalo. Where'd Feliciano go? I don't remember. He signed somewhere. Okay. Um, but. So right now on the roster, the guys you have that can play center aren't really natural centers, right? Like Ben Bredesen, who's a guard. Oh, but he can play center. Shane Lemieux, he's a guard. Oh, but we've used him at center a little bit. So you don't have like Azudu. that. And Azudu, another guy that in college, 
I think he took a couple snaps there, but yeah. he wasn't really a center. He didn't really take many snaps the, there the, last year. The, so it's a bunch of guys that, oh, he can play center, but yeah. they haven't played center. So C- I think that, C- that, that's still only, kind of a need. Center only becomes an issue when you go into shotgun. Outside of that center, they can play center. When you go into shotgun and that guy's standing over your head and you got to snap it and get your – that's when it becomes an issue. The ball will go a lot of different places. And so, the Giants are in shock yeah. a lot. Yeah, so that that's that's what they need. I, um, there'll be some guys that that are converted centers. There'll be some guys that are, you know, guards that can play center. There there'll, there are some guys on the team that might be better centers than you think. Anyway, to my point, Torrance is not a center. He's a guard. Yeah, but he General. probably could play center. Yeah, maybe. And Feliciano went to the Niners. Niners, thank you, no. Pearson. I, I, I'm pretty sure he could play center. So. That's something you have to take into consideration. But look, if you can look, would would he would Osiris Torrance be on the field week one if you drafted him in the first round? Yes, yes. he would. He's a Absolutely. big three hundred thirty pound mauling offensive lineman, and he'd help the run game. And I think he'd figure the the pass game out as you went along. Yeah, but and you could hide him at center, and you're smiling. But that center's usually the not that this kid's not athletic, but center's usually the least athletic of the of the whole group. And your guards have got to be very athletic. They got to pull the tackle. Now we're throwing shade at the center position. I'm just telling you, if you if you <laughs> if you knew and you ask all the players in any in any league about about who's the the least of the guys, it is the center. Usually the smallest guy too. Yeah, but but again, but it's because he does, he's the guy that gets the most help. Well, yeah, because except for the teams that that run the that run a true nose guard, right? A lot of times the center never is actually one on one with somebody. Yeah. They're usually helping yeah. one of the two guards. That you're 100 yeah. percent right about. All right, let's go to uh, Hugo in New Jersey. He's up next. Hello, Hugo. Hey, Hugo. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um, you know, Hugo. Yeah, uh, really quick and aside, my daughter right now is obsessed with a book that we got from the local public library, yeah. and it's called King Hugo's Massive Ego. Have you heard of this book? <laughs> No, but that might kind of describe me a little. Oh, okay, no. so 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 maybe you should go check it out. It's actually somewhat entertaining. Anyway, go right ahead. Basically, what happens is that this like uh, this king's really cocky and he gives all these speeches and he like you know bumps some girl who's like carrying around hay into like a ditch and he goes off and she like casts a spell on him. So every time he says something about himself, his head grows a size. So by like the end of the book, his head's so big he literally can't fit through a door. That's funny. And it, it's good. Anyway, go ahead, Hugo. <laughs> Well, hopefully my head doesn't grow as I talk to you. In guys. the weeds, you know, in the weeds. I'm just surprised Lance can fit through the door when he comes in. Anyway, <laughs> so bad. Um, Poor you, Lance. you, you guys kind of t- touched on this, um, but you know what? One of our weaknesses last year was on special teams, and it hasn't been talked uh, about a lot, but. Uh, we lost Julian Love, and not only was he a starting safety, but he was also a core special teams yeah, player. He was, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I'm, I'm hoping that some of these speed guys, you know, I kind of think of this, uh, you know, call it the second level and third level uh, free agency period as adding players on low-budget contracts that add depth but can – Hopefully, uh, help out on special teams. Yeah, two you guys. guys yeah, Hugo, two guys. Jeff Smith on special teams for sure, and yeah, Oruare should also be a good special teams guy. At, at six foot, right. two hundred six two, two hundred five pounds, with his four sub four five speed, like yep. theoretically, I don't. I, I'd have to look. I can look real quick, but he should be able to potentially be a gunner, and he should, with mm-hmm. his that, length and size, he should be a good coverage player too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know Jeff Smith was a gunner, yes. a good gunner, mm-hmm. uh, 
And uh, and you mentioned, John, that Crowder has returned punts, correct? I will double-check that, but I believe that is the case, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that gives us uh, some hope that the specials will will we'll move in the right direction. John, I had a question for you from yes, all sir. your draft research. Mm-hmm. Nolan Smith, is he an edge player, an off-the-ball linebacker who can also blitz from oh. the edge? That's a really good question. I think teams are sorting through that. He's oh. the size of an off-ball linebacker. Like, if you're just looking at his frame and his size, and you just like, yeah. okay, here's Nolan Smith, and he walks into the room, you would say, that guy looks like an off-ball linebacker. Right, at 240 pounds, right. Right, and the way he ran, he's a great athlete, but he was used as an edge player at Georgia, and you see the pass rush ability when he was used that way. So I think he can be used in both ways. So you're comparing him kind of like to Parsons almost. I was going to say that, but he played – Parsons was – I mean, Parsons rarely lined up as an edge player in college. He was almost – Completely a, a Mike linebacker. Yeah. So no, he's kind of the opposite, right? Yeah. So Nolan Smith is the guy in college was the edge player. You think he can play off ball, while Parsons in college was the off ball guy, and then he converted into an edge player. So it is somewhat in that vein, yes. Except it's kind of opposite. You see, that's a, that that yeah. that that player strikes me as a as a very interesting player because I remember a few times last year, Wink put his uh, off. All linebackers. I, I remember Michael McFadden on a couple of occasions, and even Gerard Davis. I think in the playoff game. Crowder, by the way, end. real quick, you go. Crowder returned 18 punts last year for the Bills. Okay, okay, so that's good. As, as, a, as mm-hmm. a James, as a Richie James replacement, he has potential there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, in this kind of positionless defense, I think this Nolan Smith could be an interesting guy. Now, I don't know if he'll make it to 25. Yeah, I don't know if he will either. Hugo. I don't know if he will either. No, he's not. He's All not right. making it far. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, look, okay. he, he, he was hurt a lot this year, and I, I honestly have not gone back and looked at this year's tape, but I looked at last year's tape before this year started, mm-hmm. and, dude, he is he's intriguing. His physical tools, and this is before he did any of his testing, so I thought this before the year even started. You could see the speed, the get-off, the explosion, the bend. Like, he checks all those boxes as someone that can do all those different types of but things. But the problem is, is that, you know, in fairness to the kid, the problem is when you're that size – and you do get the big tackles and stuff, and they do 100%. get they do get their hands on you. That's where those injuries come up. It's hard to hold up when bigger people are hitting you constantly. Yeah, and can he hold up against the run if you're playing the end, or, or 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 is he gonna have to be a designated pass rusher where he's only playing on second and third down? So there are questions as to how maybe you use him as an off ball guy on first down, then you put him on the line on passing situations. Like can he can he cover can he cover you know the flat. <laughs> Can he cover? I mean, he sh- with, his, with his athleticism, he should be able to. If, he, but yes. if he's never practiced and done it, no, 100%. It's hard to do. It's, it's not like you start going backwards automatically. But, Hugo, I would I agree with you. I do mm-hmm. not think he's in, – in this draft especially, where you don't have as many blue and red chip players as, mm-hmm. as you usually have, I'd be shocked yeah. if he got out of the top 15. Knowing our luck, he'll wind up with the Eagles, and it'll be like, a, you know, mm-hmm. him and Hassan right. Reddick will be blazing off right. the edges for like the next 10 years against the Giants. Which we'll see. I, I, I can definitely see that. So, John, one final question about uh, the the draft. Do you think that either Keanu Benton of Wisconsin or Adab- Adabarwe, I guess, from Northwestern, Adabarwe, you got it, make it to 
257 in no, the second round? I do not. Oh, Benton maybe. I, 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 I think I don't think Edabari will, and I don't think he should, to be honest with you. I would pick him early second round. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the Northwestern kid who had 280 pounds, ran a 4.49 at the combine, and yeah. his agility, his jumps were great. And if you look at his tape, you see it. The, what I like about Edabari, Howard, he's only six feet tall, which is small for a defensive lineman, right? Mm-hmm. But he's got really long arms. He's got 34-inch arms. So mm-hmm. he kind of has the natural leverage from being short, but he has the long arms then to kind of keep the offensive lineman off of him. I think it's a really good combination. It, it, you know, I see a lot of that. That's kind of the, the mold this, year, this time is like uh, you got so many little linemen. Or I don't want to say little. I'll say shorter linemen that play in the middle of the field. And they're, they got good leverage. They got good quicks. And they're really strong. So they get to get the good burst, the good get off. You know, I can think all the way back to John Randall. Uh, back in the day, he, John Randall's a great comparison. It, it, actually, know, and, and mm-hmm. I talk to John about it all the time because my son's about that size. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, you know, don't get over 280 ever if you can help it. If you if biggest be 285, he goes, keep your speed up and just lift. He goes, that's that's they can't block you at this size. I'm like, wow, like that's whoa, <laughs> like that's that's interesting. And that's why John Randall's mm-hmm. John Randall, yeah. man. <laughs> And the, well, best, and well, the guys, best defense in the league now is, a, is, is that's high. Yeah, but Hugo, I would say, yes, Benton has a chance at the end of round two. I think that's probably about where he's going to end mm-hmm. up going. And I think and I think he'd be a really good, solid uh, you know, defensive lineman on your team that can do a little bit of run and do a little bit against the pass. In, uh, you know, as, as we sit here on, on this Friday, uh, the 24th, I guess, I guess where I'm ending up in this draft is if uh, – Deontay Banks, Cam Smith, or, or, uh, or uh, Cam Smith, the corner of South Carolina, or Nolan Smith, are there at 25. You run up the card. If not, try to do the best you can to trade down a few spots and maybe start looking at defense. Yeah, I'll be honest, Hugo. I'm not as big on Cam Smith as everyone else. I watched him, you know, I think last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. I see him as more of a second-round guy. I actually like Emmanuel okay. Forbes better than him. I like his tape better. I know he's only 168 pounds at six foot tall. <laughs> Like yeah. yeah, like he, he's like the Devonta yeah. Smith of cornerbacks. His he's tape, like, he's, he's like flat, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna say much. we already have his, his <laughs> tape. His, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Like you watch his tape. His tape is awesome. Ball skills. Reads the quarterback. Breaks on the ball. Picks balls off. Good hands. You know, plays off. Play, he does everything. His tape is awesome. But do you want him? You know, teams are just gonna run outside zone at him all freaking game if you yeah. put him out there. So yeah, they are. Okay. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm looking at you, Mike. Okay, <laughs> Thank you, Hugo. <laughs> send a body. Send a body. Appreciate at the call. Him. Yeah, I'm not. And, and, and you can't cut no, out there anymore. I know. I know. I know. No, you're out there, man. That's a dangerous place for a little dude. Ask Flot. I, I, I saw Flot a lot, a lot of times. He did his best. I know. He came up in there and he took him on. And like, I'm like, man, this kid. God bless him. And he he made it through the season though. No, look, and and that look when a guy weighs in at under one seventy, that's that's yeah, a problem. And, and they're going to be pulling guys out. You imagine that guy you were talking about earlier, that guard at three thirty rolling out there at you. I mean, the Giants, I would I would I mean, literally with, step off the field, let with, him run by me. What the Giants used to do, the Giants last year, they would block down with the tight end, and they would have Andrew Thomas come exactly. around. Exactly. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it's a problem. It, that's no, not, that's I, not good. I I get it. I get it. But dude, like, I'm telling you, as a coverage have, guy, his you, tape is excellent. You'll Ooh, have nightmares. Good. He'll have nightmares. He'll be dreaming about that for the rest of his life. Uh, I know. <laughs> and and Cam Smith, the South Carolina, a lot of people have him as a first round guy. I see him as more of a second round guy. So that for me would be a trade down. Mm-hmm. But um. Luckily, it's a good cornerback draft. So I think yeah. you'll be able to find a corner on day two that's good. Now, 
I don't think you're going to get Deontay Banks out of Maryland because he's there. I mean, he would be perfect fit. He's like six foot, yeah, he, 200 pounds. He's a press corner. He's he, fast. He he's has, top 10, I think. Yeah, I think he, I don't know if you'll get. I think you'll have two or three top 10 corners. I don't know if he'll be one of them, but really? I, I think he'll be top 20 for okay. sure. Right. At worst. I think you could have four corners, maybe five off the board by the time the Giants pick up. I'm thinking three, four quarterbacks. That's four positions gone. I'm thinking. Um, yeah, I would say three, four quarterbacks, four corners. So you're up to eight. That's eight. You got four rushers. Yeah, Anderson. Are you putting Jalen Carter in that mm-hmm. fast rusher mix? Yeah. yeah, I think probably around four. So I think that's, that's about now, right. Now you're at 12. Yep. And then you got uh, how many? Probably golf? three offensive tackles. Three, now that's 15. 15. All right. Tight ends. Tight ends. Before the Giants go, I think you're probably looking at one or two. That's 17. Three wide, two, two or three wide receivers. Three wide receivers. So you're at twenty. We're at twenty. So then the next five players, I don't know. I think John Robinson. I think you have 21, a couple guards. One running back, maybe. Yeah, you might have two. You might have two running. Gibbs backs. is good too. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not sure might, he's going to go before the Giants, but he's really good. He, so he he's two, good enough to do. Two, two running backs, possibly, and you're going to have maybe. I don't know if you're going to have a safety go. Uh, the kid from Oregon, he's a corner, not a safety. Christian Gonzalez, yeah, he's a corner. Okay. Um, you, your your Alabama guy might be probably be the guy. Yeah, he'll probably go. So it'll be one. Brian Branch. It'll be one of those. It'll be one that I see 22, 23 players. It's got to be yeah. two or three guards are going to go at later in the round. Two or yes, three guards. Yes, they might not be till after the Giants go though. You yeah. might not have a guard off the board by the time the Giants. Play. Okay. So. I'm trying to think. If we forgot a position. We did safety. We did corner. We did pass rushers. Quarterbacks, we did We those. did quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We did, did running receivers. backs. We did tight ends. Well, yeah, I think we hit all of them. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think that's what you're looking at, and then you're going to see who from that next group kind of moves up. And we, and we said three to four tackles, right? I think we had it at three, but it, it honestly could be. Four. Oh, you know what? If you want to count Skaronsky in there, you're probably looking at four or five, okay. to be honest with so you. So now we're up 22 at least. All right. Yeah. Okay. So that's where we're at. All right, well, we'll see what happens after those picks. Hey, guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yeah, (laughs) 201-939-4513. Don't forget, folks, take your Giants fandom to the next level. With a season ticket membership, stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, Go to Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. And go download the Giants official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV. It brings original video content, game highlights on demand, and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free 
It's Howard's favorite price <laughs> on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV. Give me two. And the Giants mobile app. If it's free, it's for Howard. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Phil in North Carolina. He's up next. Hi, Phil. Hey, guys. Uh, enjoying the show. Good job. Thanks for calling. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> at least today, I don't, Paul's not on, so I'm not going to get into an argument with him about positional value. Oh, wow. <laughs> because, yeah, <laughs> because he, he's never figured me, I think, you know, when I always my rule of thumb is never draft a running back in the top ten or something, you know. So, but um, anyway, I, the concept that you had uh, before, which I always think is fascinating, is this issue of positional value versus best player, and you touched on it before, and I think it's really critical to hit this. And you know, to me, when all things are equal, you always go for the better positional value, of course. Mm-hmm. Even, even if it's, you know, maybe you might apply a margin of error to that. Where sure, the grades absolutely. Are, uh, yeah, you still would go positional value because not only are they harder to get, but economically, as you know, as you go on with contracts, it, it, you know, it's so much cheaper to have those players in rookie deals than, than – uh, High contract. Yeah, and and and, so and, and, and and let's say you have a hole at guard. It's much easier to find a cheap guard in free agency that's good than to find a cheap offensive tackle in free agency that's good. Just so fans understand what we're talking about here. Okay. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and and there's always a sliding ruler to this, but of course. Uh, so I think, but I think I'm more philosophically aligned with you know what you're, you're what you were talking about before. Uh, and the second point I want to bring out is the issue of uh, uh, I have such a let me let me phrase this 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 group that we have in here my confidence level is so much higher specifically for one point I think they are you talking about the coaches the, now are you talking about the coaches or front yeah, office everybody okay okay because they're, they're all working in concert better than we've ever seen the organization run you know. Um, this they do their homework on the the player, the person, the player. I think better than any anyone we've had. You know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have surprises. You know, because you can't. It's, this thing is a science. I mean, art, not a science. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah, they go out to dinner. They really try to get to know the person. They communicate well. Even the players that are on the team, their uh, dabs is like uh, FaceTiming. It's all part of getting to know the person, going to dinner, and so forth. And I think that gives me so much comfort because for many years, I always felt we, we were, you know, getting these guys that were primarily, uh, you know, great at the combine or, and may have had some good tape. Um, but we didn't know the character, you know. Like, uh, I, I don't know if that's fair. I, I think I think that they've done you know a decent job. That I think over, I've been with, been part of this organization for over thirty years, and I think in the in the thirty years of drafting and bringing guys in, there may have been two guys possible that there were maybe real character issues with, and and I don't and I don't think that they were like you know, you know, there's something that you could predict, so to speak. Uh, and, and 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 that like the way their lives turned out, but for the most part, the, most of the guys they 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 spend tremendous amount of time back even when I was coming out, 
there was a there was a questionnaire that was like three hundred questions long that they had us go into a room and fill out. And it's a famous story of Deion Sanders uh, coming into the room. I love this story. Docking agents, and he comes in, and he's like, uh, hey, sit down, we'll give you this thing. Deion looks at it, he goes, what is this? It's a questionnaire, he goes, what what pick do you have? Like, 25, well, I won't be there. And he gets up and walks out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the room taking, I'm like, man, I wish I could walk out of here. Yeah, that's a good story. So, like, you know, so back back in the day, you know, right now you're seeing coaches, uh, quote unquote, and 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 Shane sit around and talk to these guys. But back in the day, they they had an on on site psychiatrist, I forget his name, that that talked to you and and tried. They were trying to get you evaluated that way. It's it's you know, the problem with it now, and this is my belief, is the agent. And I'm not beating on agents because everybody needs one. Ask Lamar Jackson. is the agent because the agents literally school these guys on what to say and how to answer questions. So you you have, you have to break through the training to figure out what these guys yeah. are about. It it is a lot of these are what they're going to ask you. This is what you should respond. This is what you should wear when you go. Uh, this is how you sit up when you're you know and make sure you have good eye contact. Uh, if he asks you this, you know you want to be. You know, it's all they they they've went through and. They've asked for years. What did they ask you? 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 Now they have a playbook on not just what's being asked, but which teams are asking what, and which coaches are asking what. So when when Joe and and, and Brian leave Buffalo to come here, they already know what those guys are probably going to be asking. So like that's that's it's just a new. We have more information. That's back to the. Do you like hot dogs? Do you want to see how they're made? There's too much information out there. So maybe it's partly technology-based, how is what you're saying. And my observation maybe, you know, maybe the, I, I just get the feeling they're working harder. But maybe, maybe no, I'm they, wrong. They, they, they've, done, they've done a good job. I think, I think what you're seeing is I, I would call it younger eyes. Yeah, I will say this. Brian Dable has FaceTimed more players than any other Giants head coach in the history of the <laughs> franchise put together. Yeah, but you're seeing younger eyes. You're seeing yeah. a younger GM. You're seeing a younger coach. You're seeing guys that are, you know, that's their era. His, Dayball has young kids, right? He has girls, a girl going to college. So he's going to be naturally used to doing that. Yeah. So that's 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 part of his day to day routine. He so, also is a little kid in like grammar school. Yeah. Too. So that, that that's part of his day to day routine. How do, how do you stay in touch with your kids? How do you get some some FaceTime with them? His own FaceTime. You, so, do you have a final point, Phil, or, mm-hmm. or, or can we move on? to No, that's I, I really enjoyed the uh, the response and mm-hmm. thanks thanks all. No, and thank you for calling in, Phil. Always yeah. good to hear from you around draft time. Phil's one of our guys that loves yeah. talking draft. Yeah. yeah. So great. so basically, what I'm saying is that you know, the the more modern the guys become. The more modern things you're going to see them doing, sure. so it, it, it and I'm, I'm like, and I'm not, you know, not crediting them. I'm just not discrediting the guys in the past. Yeah, which is a different way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, different era, yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you. <sighs> say his name. <laughs> he, he will say, appear. Say his name. <laughs> that was He's my the, mistake. I did it too. It's the boogeyman, it Charlie. Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. Charlie, what's Beetle going juice. on, man? Yeah, Beetlejuice, Beetle too, juice. right? Oh. <laughs> what's up, man? Hey, guys. Hey, look, I had a call in. I had a shout-out to Shakes. Yep. Great to hear from Shakes. I'm so excited I got to talk to Shakes today. Very yes. po- very positive fan. Love that guy. 
Nah, he's not as positive as you think. But that's okay. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie just drags everyone down the muck with him. Charlie, Charlie, he's got his hook, him, He's got his hooks in him. him. You should ask him about the offensive line. I think he uh, no. he wouldn't have been as positive. Oh hey, Howard, I I got a cross to bear here. Mike, let me hear it. I can't believe it. So you're telling me? Oh boy. Let's let's turn a guard into a center. All right. Well, why don't we do this, Howard? Why don't we turn a quarterback into a tight end? Why don't we turn a wide receiver into a tight end? Why don't we turn a running back into a tight end? I would rather have a tight end who actually played tight end. I would rather have a center who actually played center. And the thing with a center, Howard, which I don't understand that you don't understand, Mm -hmm. is that mentally they have to be the smartest offensive linemen, including the tight end, Mm -hmm. on the team to call the the, the, you know, call the plays to tell this guy that this Mike's coming over there. Mm-hmm. This guy's going over there. Mm-hmm. Help the quarterback out. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to have you talk to O'Hara about the center position because mm-hmm. if we don't get a real center and mm-hmm. we end up with Lemieux or Bradison or some mm-hmm. guy who's never played the position for more mm-hmm. than five seconds, mm-hmm. it's going to be a disaster. Go ahead, Howard. Yeah. good. So, guys, everybody who's listening, let me help Charlie out because Charlie, again, is mis, mis, uh, misleading you all. I played tight end in the NFL. I was the best blocking tight end maybe in history. I actually called the fronts from the tight end position and actually helped the center from where I stood on the field in certain plays. I blocked guys like Bruce Smith, Reggie White, Charles Haley, I don't know, Hall of Famers. So you have no idea, again, Charlie, what you're talking about. A guard can play center. Guards and centers are almost interchangeable in every offense. They've been moved across the line of scrimmage constantly. That's what they do. If you have a guy that's a quote-unquote utility player, the utility player plays from center to guard on both sides. Sometimes they play from tackle to tackle to center on both sides. If you have a good player, most players today know more about the game because that's what their job is, Charlie. They're not doing what we're doing, sitting here with mics in front of our faces talking about the game. They're actually in practice, in meetings, studying, and they know everything there is to know about the game. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. No, you you, tell me. You told me to tell you. I'm telling you. Most of the best teams right now, like Kansas City, Mm -hmm. uh, Cincinnati, all Mm -hmm. these other teams, guess what? They have a real center. They don't I, have a guard I, I think Joe center. Burrow, I think Joe Burrow was one of the most highly sacked guys in the league uh, the last two years. I would hope I would hope that they're well. How about Kansas missing. City? Uh, how about Humphrey? You got. How about, you know, we could go down. We could go, go down. Go, 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 just go through the go through the centers and go centers, to the quarterbacks. Howard, they're not guards. Charlie, centers. Charlie, Charlie. You're talking about. You're, you're going to name the top five quarterbacks, and then you're going to name the top five centers. Name the top five centers. Top five centers. One is Humphreys. Uh, one is uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of. Uh, you know why guy. you don't know them, Charlie? Should I help him? <laughs> Go ahead. Help him. Help yeah, him out. tell me. Let, 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 I can look it up. Let 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 John tell you. Go ahead, John. Uh, well, I'll just throw uh, uh, Jason Kelsey's obviously very good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot that's Kelsey. two. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's two. I'm just throwing a couple names out there for you, Charlie. That, that's only right. two. Good <laughs> Howard, so, you, you, you know, know Charlie. Again, I wish you. I wish you. I wish. I wish you. Center when you play, I play who with. I play with Bart Oates, and Bart Oates would tell you as to to your face that he is the least athletic of the group. 
right? I'm not talking about athletic. I'm talking about they mental all, smartness. They're, they're all smart, Charlie. I don't, I don't think you get – some guys can only play one position. Some guys can. But most guys have to know everything. If you don't, tight ends have to know everything. Why? Because you're going from one side of the line to the other side of the line. You're in the backfield half the time, and then you're split out half the time. You got to read coverages. You got to know where the blitz is. You got to know where the linebacker is standing. Ted Karras, another very good sample. Yeah, you you, you got to do a lot of things. Guards that are pulling, just so you understand, Charlie. Also, it the only problem I I, I see with centers is that if you are not a comfortable snapping shotgun, that's where you start to have problems. The, the the idea that a guard who has to pull and know who to get as he's pulling around the line of scrimmage, he doesn't know the front or who the mic is or, or what, he's probably telling the center. And if, if you haven't also noticed that while the center is quote-unquote looking forward with his hand on the ball in every team in the league, it's the guard who controls the snap. The guard reaches over and taps him, okay, you, you can do it now. Corey Lindsley would be the other really good yeah. center that's out there. So, so you have to understand. Look, I've you, seen you, Kelsey. I've seen Humphreys pull, and I've seen them pancake guys all the time. And, <laughs> and, and you can't tell me that it, center is one of the hardest positions to play because he has to snap the ball, plus he has to block at the same time. The center has helped uh, on 80% of the plays unless the team is playing a 3-4 three, a three, defense. Unless you have a 500-pound nose tackle right in front of you. Unless the team is playing a 3-4 defense, the center is exactly. helped on every play. And even in a 3-4 defense, just so you understand, the center's also helped because the guards are uncovered. And also the center helps the guards a lot. So all I'm saying is, Howard, if we don't get a real center, <laughs> it's going to be criminal. It's going to be criminal, Howard. And and I don't, I don't. You know, I, Charlie. Sorry, by the way, I, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I, one last thing. Someone made this point on Twitter the other day, and I thought for once it was actually a really good point that it came from Twitter as a miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlie, you <laughs> talked about on your last call how bad the offensive line was last year. It was mm-hmm. ranked last and all this stuff and everything like that. Right? It was terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Boy, the quarterback must be pretty good to have that type of success behind that offensive line, huh? No, he wasn't. <laughs> Look at his numbers. Look at his production. You just said fifteen l- touchdowns. Listen, listen, listen how listen how you're explaining He's things, digging Charlie. In. Charlie, you, you, <laughs> He's got the trench. You, you, Charlie's you, like all the one on the Western the Front. Jones, but, 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 he had two good games, but, 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 Howard. But he played the Colts. You were doing and, this. And then what happened in you're Philadelphia not, when not, he got destroyed? Not, the not, biggest game of listening. his life. You're not listening to yourself. Well, Charlie, by the way, he he also played great in the first biggest game of his life against the Vikings. You're making you're making your own. Because they had a lousy defense. They were the worst defensive team in the league. You're making your own argument for Thank you, Charlie. We got it wrong. All right, let me go. So, so again, fans, just so you understand, when it comes down to positions, most guys are interchangeable on the lines. The tackles are usually interchangeable right and left. Uh, guys, that The quicker guy is usually the left side guy. The right guy is usually the big, more powerful guy. That's usually how they, they do it. Uh, the guards and the centers are usually interchangeable because the centers, the, 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 big, the big drawback from the center is being able to snap. Uh, if there's a 300-pound guy over your head, but mostly it's when you're in shotgun. Because it is very hard to, you know, get you snap the ball, make sure it gets clear of your butt, make sure it hits him in his hands, not at his ankles, not on his shoulder pads, or not over his head. And if you're, it, it's not the act of snapping; it's when it's snapped. If it's snapped with ten seconds to go, you're probably going to do a good job. 
But when you're trying to get a play in from the sideline and you're trying to figure it out and it's noisy out and it's three, it's two, and you're looking up and the, the guard's slapping you on the hip trying to get you to snap the ball, there's no telling where to go. You know, I had it wrong. <laughs> you know, we usually make jokes and you talked <laughs> about Charlie being in like the padded room and you would like write the things on the wall. <laughs> I'm wrong. Shakes had it right. Charlie's not in a room. Charlie is digs himself into holes. <laughs> He's in a trench. Deep into the ground. <laughs> and then he like does the crazy stuff on like the walls of yeah. the hole. But then the problem is that as he tries to do stuff on the walls, it continues to like collapse in underneath them. So he has to keep digging look, deeper look, look. to try to get out underneath uh, out uh, from underneath the, uh, the, the all collapsing all wall. I can say so, is this. We got a we got a we got a promising look at things so far, and I'm excited about the draft. And I'm excited yes. to see all the other things that this that this this group of guys are doing, and I'm very impressed with them. Okay, I'm gonna before we go. What do you want to do on the show next Tuesday in terms of the draft? What do you want to focus on? You tell me what you're ready to talk about, and I will come with some good draft stuff for you on Tuesday. I think I think that we should do something and talk about maybe the last two or three years, the draft class from from uh, like twenty twenty five to thirty, or like over twenty five to the end. Oh, of in terms the of like what types of players are picked what, in that what, range? What, what 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 they what you know we can go two or three years out. These guys were picked. No, that's a good idea. This is what they're doing today. I like it. This is how they do. This is how they performed. So we can kind of explain to people, you know, what it, type of player, what, you'll be what at type there. of player right. we're looking at. And if you I want like to take a peek at the guys that were picked, that, that were passed up, you know, this sure. guy got picked at twenty five. You know what they said about him? Maybe he was a reach. Maybe he wasn't. We'll just do two or three years at like you know twenty five thirty. Great idea. Put it on the show schedule, <laughs> folks. That's next Tuesday. Schmelk and Cross back with you right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Good stuff, my man. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday at 1230 for another episode. We shall see you then. Sorry, Charlie. (laughs) Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.